Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Hey everybody, welcome to the Single Tracks podcast. My name is Jeff and I'm here with Greg, Helena and Aaron at Interbike to talk about outdoor demo. So if you joined us yesterday, you know that we're here in Las Vegas out at the Interbike trade show. And for the past two days, we've been riding mountain bikes out in the desert at Bootleg Canyon. Today was a little bit different than yesterday. It was a cloudy day, which is rare here in Las Vegas, from what I understand. What did you guys think about the the overall vibe at the outdoor demo today? I was pretty stoked it wasn't 105 degrees. It was more like 80, so that that made the day a lot more bearable. Yeah, it can get brutal out there, so I totally appreciated it. I just flew in uh, last night, and I was stoked to have 20 degrees less heat to deal with today than the dudes did yesterday, so I appreciated that. <laughs> Dodged a bullet. Yeah, and one thing that was noticeable to me today was just the lack of uh, companies that were demoing at the event. Um, I, we kind of mentioned it yesterday, but it was really apparent today because the crowds were bigger and it just seemed like there are fewer bikes to test out. What do you guys think? Yeah, actually, I talked to a couple different brands and they said they brought less bikes to demo. So not only were there fewer brands there to offer bikes, the brands that were had fewer bikes. So, um, you know, with the larger crowd today, it really was difficult to get a bike. I think another issue playing into the difficulty for us was that, you know, of the brands that were there, not all the brands are mountain bike brands, you know, there, and there are a lot of brands that do both mountain and road. Uh, there are e-bike brands and lots of e-bikes. Lots of e-bikes. So lots of stuff that wasn't, you know, applicable to our audience. As far as core mountain bike brands that just do mountain bikes and focus on them hardcore, there are very few there. Exceptions to the rule were Pivot, uh, Marin, and Surly had a lot of transition. Transition was there. So there, you know, there, there were some, but there is a lot of notable exceptions. Yeah. And I would note too, Pivot clearly had the biggest line of the day i think they get the the award for that that line seemed to just stretch like all the way around the demo area hopefully everybody got on those bikes that wanted to so speaking of bikes i wanted to talk about the bikes that we did get to test today greg what which bikes did you get on and what did you think of them so speaking of pivot i got in line right away this morning and i got on the new switchblade which is 27.5 plus bike also could be 29 inch wheels and it did get awarded as one of the most innovative bikes of 2016 by our readers so i was stoked to get on that and try it out which uh, it was a pretty fantastic ride i thoroughly enjoyed myself it was the kind of bike that i could see myself riding day in and day out year in and year out like it was uh, aggressive enough to handle some super gnarly stuff go downhill really fast but it climbed superbly it was quite a fast rolling bike, despite having plus size wheels. I think uh, the Reynolds carbon rims definitely helped with that, but I had a great time all around. On top of that, I also rode the Viral Skeptic, which you probably haven't heard of Viral, 
but it is a... Uh, uh, they haven't gone viral? They haven't gone viral yet, no, but it's got a opinion gearbox on it, and it's built around the gearbox, which is the main attraction for me, because I've never ridden a gearbox bike before. They're not very common in the States yet, but according to the dude's opinion, there's like over 60 brands in Europe using them, which uh, I was pretty amazed at. I'm sure a lot of the brands are brands like Viral, who you probably haven't heard of before, but it's definitely catching on there. So I was stoked to get on and try it out and see how it would go, you know, compared to a normal drivetrain. And people on Facebook were asking for my opinion. And my opinion is I haven't spent enough time on it to have a real opinion. It's, it's difficult because it, I found the, the gearbox to have a pretty steep learning curve to the shifting. It's not, nearly as intuitive as you'd think it would be, especially trying to downshift while climbing. Uh, you can't downshift under load, uh, which you can't very well in a normal drivetrain, but you can sort of, but you can't all on a pinion drivetrain. So anyhow, uh, I would like to spend more time testing it. So no opinion on the pinion? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I got jokes, folks. Uh, I want to like it. I want to like the pinion. You know, it solves a lot of common problems with durability of drivetrains, like tearing off derailleurs, chains getting jacked up. You know, the especially with the Gates Carbon Drive equipped with it, it's a really um, maintenance-free situation. You just need to change the oil in the pinion gearbox once a year, and it comes with like a five-year, no questions asked warranty. So it solves a lot of durability issues. So we shall see. Cool. So Aaron, what did you ride today? What did you enjoy? Well, um, I only rode a couple bikes because we, between the four of us, we rode pretty much everything we had wanted to ride. And then the other stuff that I did want to ride, so did everyone else at the demo. So the lines were really, really long. But I did get out on the Turner Flux, which is a new bike for them. It's a 27.5, not plus, just a regular full suspension. Uh, just kind of a light-duty trail bike, similar to the Santa Cruz 5010, I would say. So it's 130 mil travel front, 120 rear. And I really enjoyed that bike. I was actually surprised how much I enjoyed it. The longer I was out on it, the more fun I had. I took took it on one loop and I shot some photos and I was going to head back and return it. And I, I was like, eh, I'll ride this, do another lap on it. And I was glad I did because uh, I, I had a blast. So that ended up being a really cool bike. And then I rode the uh, Transition Patrol Carbon, which I have ridden the aluminum version of that bike in the past. It's a it's their enduro bike. It was, uh, I don't know. I just had a hard time getting a good feel for the bike. I'm not really sure what it was. I think part of it could have been that the other bikes I've ridden at Outdoor Demo this year have been shorter travel. So maybe that had something to do with it. You know, this was a 160 bike, and most of the other bikes I've ridden have been 100 to 130 so i don't know um it it wasn't as awesome as i wanted it to be i mean the bike itself was great that everything worked great but yeah something something about it didn't didn't sit right with me unfortunately interesting so helena you were out at outdoor demo yesterday and today and we didn't get to hear from you yesterday so what are some of the bikes some of the more memorable bikes that you demoed over the last couple of days? So today I started out pretty early, um, got to the demo at 8 a.m. and got on a Da Vinci Marshall, which is basically the same bike as their Hendrix from last year. Uh, they just renamed it 
and they have a an alloy and a carbon version, and I got on the carbon version today. Uh, it's a 27.5 plus full suspension, uh, and it was a lot of fun. I got to go for a little bit of a longer ride on it this morning, first thing, um, and I'm glad I did. Uh, it was just very capable in all aspects. Super fun to just rip on the descents, but also wasn't wasn't too sluggish or cumbersome on the climbs. Uh, and then I walked around for a while trying to find another bike to ride because <laughs> it it got busy and nobody had a small available. Uh, Greg had mentioned that it was a little bit hard to shift uh, under load, which I definitely noticed. Though I it didn't take too long to get used to kind of pausing, shifting, and then restarting pedaling. Uh, though I did have a trouble a couple times on some of the steeper uphills that I didn't quite anticipate quickly enough. But overall, you know, it was a really interesting experience. My first time riding um, any sort of belt drive or internally geared bike. So that I'm glad I got to go out on that. Uh, and then today I finished off my day with the Cannondale Habit, which is a 27 and a half not plus which was definitely a little weird because most of the bikes I've been riding have been plus bikes here at the outdoor demo. Uh, so that was a little awkward at first, but uh, overall uh, it's a pretty great sort of cross between cross country and all mountain kind of bike. Does everything pretty well. Uh, I didn't get to go out for a super long ride on it, but uh, overall just sort of a good all-around bike. So for our first ride this morning when I met up with Helena, uh, we had a we had a great time but got a little bit lost out in the trail system. And as a result of getting lost, we got to ride some trail I had never ridden before. And it's just impressive to me just how much single track is out there at Bootleg Canyon. And when we're doing demos, like uh, after looking at the map, I realized you know, we cover maybe 30% of the trail network out there. And it's like once you head out beyond the areas where you can do demos or even the marked demo places, the trail gets a lot narrower and gets better because it sees a lot less traffic, and it was pretty rad. We had an awesome time. So I would say if the only time you've ever ridden Bootleg Canyon is for interbike bike outdoor demo, that it's worth it just to go out and ride on your own. Yeah, I would. I got lost last year on, I think, Inner Caldera was the trail I ended up on. I just took a turn, and I thought... This has got to eventually link back up with the rest of the trails I've been riding today. And it didn't. I kind of went on a little mini vision quest and ran out of water and uh, got a flat. So it was uh, ended up being an interesting day, but I saw a baby tortoise. So that was that was really cool. So that kind of made up for it. But yeah, there's a ton of trails. In the desert? There. A baby tortoise? Yeah. Wow. Huh? Are you sure you didn't really have a vision quest? I'm sure. I got a picture of it. <laughs> I don't think you can take pictures of your vision quests. And I got a picture of this baby tortoise. I'll put it on the single track Instagram. So, Elena, did you want to talk about one of the other bikes that you rode on Monday? Yeah. So, uh, one of the four bikes that I rode on Monday when it was insanely hot was the Advocate Hayduke. And if any of you caught my review of the Advocate Watchman fat bike last winter. Um, you know that I was super stoked 
on that bike, and um, I was pretty excited to try out their 27 plus hardtail, and it was really rad. And also, uh, the same guy, Tim Kruger, who founded Advocate, started a tire company recently called Terrine Tires, and uh, they're making some super chunky, super durable tires that all the Advocate bikes were equipped with uh, at the outdoor demo, and I was really impressed. I don't think I skidded one time when I was riding that bike, um, and it was in some really loose, sandy, like, steep stuff, and uh, I was, yeah, I was blown away. Anyway, yeah, super fun bike. I'm a big fan of hardtails, and uh, I definitely recommend checking out uh that bike if you're if you're in the market for one yeah a couple other brands were running the terrine tires too i think otso was one of them that i saw uh that had tires from terrine did you ride any bikes today jeff i did i rode three different bikes today spent a lot of time waiting for bikes but i managed to get on the gt sensor which is a carbon fiber 140 mil travel you know sort of trail bike and it was worth the wait definitely it was it was a lot of fun the bike climbed really well um, and descended really well too for 140 mils of travel the bike has a pretty interesting design too with the shock mounted pretty far down close to the bottom bracket so it has a really good center of gravity on it and yeah it's just a really good bike everybody who tested the bike had really good things to say as well. And GT was, I mean, they were out of bikes pretty much all day because people were stoked to get on the sensor and and also their other bikes as well. I also tested the KHS Team 29, which is their carbon fiber, brand new carbon fiber, full suspension cross-country bike. And I believe it's KHS's first carbon mountain bike. And it rode really well. Unfortunately, it wasn't quite my size. They only had the, the biggest size they had was large, uh, which happened to me <laughs> on Monday as well. Um, but I'm told they do make an extra large. Uh, but even, you know, having the wrong size and just taking it out for a brief ride, I really like the bike. It was, it's really light, and I was surprised because KHS isn't a brand that I normally pay a whole lot of attention to. Uh, but this is definitely a cool bike. And then finally, I tested the Surly Wednesday, which is a fat bike steel and i mean it's a pretty it's a pretty basic bike i mean it's got like x5 drivetrain tektro mechanical disc brakes but man it was a lot of fun to ride i i liked all the bikes i rode today but yeah a lot of different types of bikes and yeah they were all they're all really fun so tomorrow starts the indoor portion of Interbike, and we'll be at the show. We've got appointments lined up pretty much nonstop all day tomorrow. So we'll be back on the podcast tomorrow evening, uh, recapping some of the more interesting things that we see at the show. Thanks for joining us. Talk to you again next time. Peace.